Big East play is in full swing, and T. Baker is here to talk all things Big East from what's happened so far to who's impressing on the court, UConn's freshman, the Big East road trip, and what to expect as the season continues, and more. Ogumba Wallet for the win! You are locked on women's basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello and happy Wednesday. You are locked on to women's basketball. I'm host Natalie Heverin, and I'm a features writer and the Atlantic 10 beat reporter for the next. Thanks for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On Women's Basketball is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. If this is your first time listening to Locked On Women's Basketball, we at The Next have over 100 reported pieces every single month. We have a beat reporter on every single WNBA team, one on more than 15 different NCAA beats, so get that YouTube subscription up. And you can also support us by subscribing to The Next, $9 a month, $72 a year, at thenexttubes.com. Today, we'll be chatting all about what's happened so far in the Big East, who's impressing on the court, UConn's freshmen, Big East Road Trip, and what to expect as the season continues. Joining me today is the next Big East writer, T. Baker. So, T., starting off, how long have you been covering the Big East, and how did you get started? Hey, Natalie. Thanks for having me on the podcast today. So, I have had the opportunity to cover the Big East since the start of the 21-22 season, so just after the COVID season, and I'm in my third season now, and this will be my third Big East tournament coming up. Um, so very excited to have been able to do this. I took over this role at the next from Erica Ayala, who is doing some amazing work in uh, women's sports as well, including uh, women's hockey in particular. So very fortunate to be in my third year doing this work. Awesome. And, you know, getting to the Big East, uh, what's a, a rundown of the standings in the Big East and who has been the most surprising or what's been the most surprising? So in terms of where we're at right now with the standings, um, UConn is our number one team and the top few teams that are kind of battling things out um, are expected. You know, these, these were the predicted teams preseason. We're looking at um, Marquette, Creighton, um, Villanova, and um, St. John's kind of in those those next tiers of the conference. Um, I think that, um, you know, what might be a surprise to some listeners is that um, St. John's has been really performing well. They were actually predicted to be seventh in the preseason poll, which was way lo- lower than I expected. I think preseason polls, as we talked about last time on the pot, are always a bit of a hit or miss prediction because, you know, there's a lot of new players. And in particular, uh, Coach Joe Tartamella at St. John's uh, brings in a lot of transfers each year, and he's been working a lot into the rotation. So they've been uh, towards the top of the standings and, and really have been performing well. But right now um, in the Big East Conference, UConn's number one, and then there's three teams from the Big East that are in the AP poll in um, UConn, Marquette, and Creighton. So um, really competitive conference as always, and um, you know we'll see how things shake out as the, the season goes on. And 
then, you know, you mentioned St. John's. Uh, it started off the new year with wins over Marquette and Providence. Um, but I want to talk about Unique Drake and Jillian Archer. What have they been able to bring to the team? Yeah, those two are a, a really powerful one-two punch. I, w- I had the chance to go to uh, Madison Square Garden and cover a game in, in December, one of the holiday tournaments where uh, St. John's took on Villanova. And I was just really impressed with those two players. Um, you know, they were kind of expected to be St. John's, you know, number one and two and unique. Um, Drake was the 2023 Big East Sixth Woman of the Year. So she's kind of picking up this year as a starter. She's averaging 80, uh, 18, almost 19 points a game and shooting, uh, you know, at 40% from three. She, when she's hot on the court, can really just bring up the scoring and, and really just lifts the team on her back. You know, after that game, Coach Tartamella really just said, it starts with Unique. She's the leader. And um, also said the same about Jillian Archer, who um, has transferred. She's kind of, she started at USC and then was over to Georgetown in the Big East. But she's been at um, at St. John's for, for the past couple seasons and was a starter last season, the only returning starter. Um, and she's averaging, you know, 10.7 points a game, 7.1 rebounds per game. But beyond her stats, what she really brings is just a really powerful presence to the post. That game that she played against Villanova, she got a key block down the stretch, really was just locked in. And when you have a post player that's locked in, it really opens up things for you. And um, those two have been really impressive. But St. John's in general is an impressive team. They have a lot of new transfers um, that have come in this season. Uh, Amber Brown from Pittsburgh, Brene Mayo from UMass, and Tara Day from DePaul. Um as well as Phoenix Gideon from Robert Morris. And so really, again, Joe Tartamel is a master at pulling together players from the transfer portal. Uh, you know, UConn head coach Gino Ariama pointed this out in a recent press conference when he went on one of his typical, you know, rants about the transfer portal, just talked about how some coaches are, are adopting better than others. And Coach Tartamel is one of those coaches, and, and he always just puts together a really great team to watch. So um, be on the lookout for that, and particularly uh, Drake and Archer. Yeah, I uh, I don't always have a lot of time to watch the Big East, which is where your coverage helps me out so much. Uh, but I did enjoy watching St. John's. I watched them take on UConn. Um, it was great for me watching Bernaya Mayo play again, um, having covered her in the A10 for several seasons. Um, you know, what does that mean for St. John's that, you know, they are able to consistently um, make the transfer portal era work for them? I think it just means that they're consistently going to be an elite team. You know, last year they made it to the NCAA tournament um, and, you know, that was kind of a totally different squad this year. They're really on track to make it far in the big East, be one of the top, hopefully four teams in the conference. That's what they're aiming for, I think. And let's see, maybe they can get another at large bid for um, the conference. I think it just means that St. John's is a place where recruits are going to want to go, um, especially those who are in the transfer portal. Like what I can say is, you know, watching them play at Madison Square Garden, I think you could see in everyone's eyes just how important of an opportunity that was, especially like St. John's was the home team at Madison Square Garden. That's an awesome opportunity. And um, I think, you know, Coach Tartamella talks a lot about how just being in New York City, being in that environment, being around that program um, really is just a opportunity for student athletes to have an amazing experience while they're playing in college. So I think it's just a it's going to continue to be an attractive place for um, players to go and for recruits to um, either enter through the transfer portal or from high school. And 
And, you know, going back to Drake and Archer, how can they help the team continue to succeed as conference play really picks up and continues over the next six weeks heading into the Big East tournament? Well, you know, I think, you know, Coach Joseph asked, they are, it starts and ends with them. They are the team's leaders. And he kind of mentioned just looking them in the eye and making sure they're locked in. And he knows that they are kind of the floor generals. So if they can play at a consistent clip, I think it elevates the play of the whole team. And, um, you know, when they're locked in and playing well, the other players on the team are also playing well. And we saw when they weren't, you know, when they were kind of shut down by UConn in a pretty big loss recently, those two players weren't um, contributing as much. They were kind of shut down. Nika Mule played really locked down defense on Archer. So um, I think, you know, when they are showing up, when they're able to execute, you know, UConn lost to St. John's last season. This is a team that is really strong and has the coaching staff and has the personnel to get things done. I think it starts and ends with Unique and uh, Jill. Yeah, I remember we talked about this uh, off air on uh, Saturday or Sunday when the game was played um, and just how surprised we were at, um, you know, UConn holding Unique Drake to just four points in 26 minutes. Um, and I think, you know, we'll talk about this a little bit next segment, um, but that goes to the resiliency of UConn and what they've been able to do. Um, but, you know, going into that, coming up next, we'll talk about UConn's continued injury woes, what it's meant for the team's freshmen, as well as all about the Big East road trip. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And here we are again, talking about... uh UConn injuries. We've talked about this offline on the podcast in person. Um, I feel like we're just always talking about this. Just to recap for the listeners, what's the latest on UConn's injury woes? Yeah, it's it's an unfortunate update. Um, but you know, fifth year um, graduate student Aubrey Griffin, um, who has already missed a considerable amount of time in her UConn career. Uh, earlier this month to go down with an ACL injury. And that um, means that now four players are um, out for the season with guard AZ Fudd, uh, two bigs, Ayanna Patterson and Jonna L. Alfie. Um, 
and now Aubrey Griffin. And, you know, to add to that, Caroline Ducharme, who has struggled with, you know, neck spasms and, and has a, his, a history of concussions, is also out indefinitely for the team. I think, you know, the UConn training staff has really worked hard to, to get her on the court. But at this point, you know, when you have head injuries, you just can't mess around. You got to give people, you know, time off. So we haven't seen her on the court in a while and, and we're not sure if or when she'll return. But um, that really leaves UConn's rotation to about um, seven players. And I mean, the impact is tremendous. You know, I think that luck you know for UConn I think the positive spin is that they've been dealing with this this is their third year now so they're used to just personnel changing bringing in new folks and and really kind of figuring out rotations you got a elite coaching staff at UConn that has a system in place that can kind of just bring new players in and kind of you know continue to to win games and and UConn's on a really you know hot streak right now I think that um, the lineup that they're playing is you know working for right now but you know I think it's just really unfortunate and and Gino kind of mentioned that it goes beyond basketball at this point it's about student athletes careers and just you know it's the second time Aubrey Griffin's torn her ACL she's already had a history of injuries same with AZ Fudd you know and I think it speaks to a broader issue we're seeing these types of injuries season-ending injuries across the country and it speaks to a a broader issue in the sport and a need for more research and kind of support for um, young women athletes who are navigating these injuries. Yeah, and I I agree with everything, you know, especially someone who's dealt with concussions myself. Um, really hurts to see Caroline Ducharme struggling um, with neck spasms, and especially after all of her her concussions um, over the years. But on the other side of the coin, um, something else we've talked about: uh, the injuries have allowed UConn's freshmen to step up in ways they might not have been able to if some of these players had still been in the lineup. So. How have those freshmen been able to contribute? Yeah, I mean, their their contributions have been tremendous and they've been critical. And these players weren't necessarily expected to be starters. You know, they stepped into starting roles when AZ Fudd went down, when Caroline Ducharme was sidelined. So um, they've just been really stepping into these roles and, and making UConn's offense super efficient. Um, I think that, you know, it should be noted that of all the freshmen of the week awards, the conference has awarded, I think it's been nine so far this season. Eight of them have gone to either KK Arnold or Ashlyn Shade, UConn's freshman guard. So, um, you know, they are just consistently playing well and consistently getting recognition from the conference. Um, this past week, Ashlyn Shade was the one who got the, the recognition. And, you know, last week she had a really incredible stat line, 15 points, three and a half rebounds, three assists and, and two steals um, a game and wins over Providence and St. John's. And she's shooting 57% from behind three. So she's just really an elite um, shooter. Um, she can just contribute, you know, by both passing the ball and shooting the ball. And I think that the key to UConn's offense has been how they've been able to move the ball, the, the number of assists they're, um, you know, putting up there because everyone's contributing in that four guard lineup seems to be working. Um, KK Arnold, you know, she's just a really incredible ball handler. She's got energy. Um, she can disrupt teams on the, on the defensive end. She's got 45 steals on the season and really she's just kind of one of the energizers of the team. Ever since I met her preseason, you just kind of see that she brings a really important dynamic to the team, keeps things light and, and fun on the court. And after all, this is a game. So, um, 
got to keep it fun, got to keep it light. So I, I'm just really impressed with both of them. I, I'm really um, loving watching KK in particular play just because of the, you know, the intangibles that she brings to the court and um, how she's able to kind of elevate the energy of the team. Yeah, and I didn't watch this game, but what stood out to me in terms of KK Arnold, eight steals against Providence. Like, eight, like eight steals is wild for anyone in college basketball, let alone a freshman. Yep, yep. So active hands, she's fast, and, and she's just always kind of playing with a lot of energy. And that's what, you know, UConn coaching staff likes to see, and that's what's kind of continued to allow them to play at the level they're playing at. Yeah, and excited to see what they do next, but onto something that's a little more lighthearted, something I got really excited about when you told me about it. What's the Big East road trip and why should people check it out? Yeah, so I, I'm really excited about this. It's um, a really kind of unique thing that the Big East is undertaking. Um you know, and they have um, partnered with Playfly, uh, Playfly Sports to um, do a 13-stop mobile tour um, to every school in the conference that basically is just like a pregame um, set of festivities and celebrations with those fan bases. So, um, you know, they've, they kind of go to each member school, the mascots are out, um, and, you know, just kind of an opportunity for fans to engage for about two hours before game time. And um, the tour um, will actually culminate in stops at MSG for the men's tournament and Mohegan Sun for the women's tournament. So it's really just an opportunity for the conference to bring in a different element of, you know, fan engagement that I think is really important. It's important for conference identity. It's important to just acknowledge the, um, you know, Big East basketball and all these fan bases that support it. Yeah, and I know you wrote about this recently, but um, for those who haven't checked it out yet, and I say yet because, of course, you should be reading uh, everything T puts out about the Big East. Um, why is it important for the growth of the Big East? Well, when I spoke with, um, you know, Big East Director of External Affairs, Nicole Early, who, um, you know, is a great friend of the next and of our pod, um, and um she spoke about just like the Big East being a proud basketball conference. And I think, you know, in the world of conference realignment and things being kind of dictated by football, um, having a conference that really celebrates basketball as its roots and um, has a solid identity. I mean, the Big East has been through a couple different changes, right? Um, it was reestablished in 2012 with, um, you know, the, teams that some teams that were there at the original but some that weren't and it's kind of reformed itself but you have these regional rivalries that are just really important and that are meaningful to people here in, in the east coast and um i think that it's important for the women's side too because while you know six of the 13 pop-ups happen before women's games each pop-up whether it's before a men's or a women's game will feature women's basketball so um we saw um, recently at Creighton, you know, the, the women's players were interviewed, um, same with Marquette. And um, it's just an opportunity to engage with, with fan bases and see um, women's players in, in different contexts. And I think exposure is really important because we get people to games that way. And then which stop on the road trip excites you the most? 
Well, because I live in Rhode Island, I'm looking forward to, um, you know, when they stop at Providence, that the Amica Mutual Pavilion or the AMP, this is um, on February 13th. And um, it's before the men's game. The men are taking on St. John's. But again, the women's team will be featured. I expect to see head coach Aaron Bath there. And I'm really excited about what she's building with the women's team. I think that, um, you know, she's brought in a lot of talent. Um, she's kind of really developed a, a nice team culture here in, in Providence. So I'm looking forward to just seeing them be celebrated as part of that and, and to kind of continue to, to grow exposure for the women's team in particular here in Providence. And they picked up some non-conference wins, including uh, one over Rhode Island uh, that may have surprised a lot of people. So definitely excited to see um, what she's building there as well. Yes, definitely. I was at that game um, at Providence and the governor came out. It was kind of a nice local Rhode Island event. So it was a really uh, close matchup and Providence pulled it out in the end. But it was great to see that state rivalries continuing under Aaron Bath. Even in small states, small states have rivalries, too. <laughs> this is true. Coming up next, we'll talk about what to watch for over the next month and a half of Big East play. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. I know I feel the pressure of the new year, new you thing, but this year I'm focusing on what I'm already doing really well at. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. I've been in therapy for a few months now, and it's been crucial to helping me learn new positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It's also helped empower me to be the best version of myself. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, and there is nothing better than sitting at home doing therapy while under your weighted blanket, in my experience. BetterHelp is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays and more. With the divisional round coming up this weekend, I'm eyeing some of FanDuel's divisional weekend specials, including at least one point being scored in each quarter of all four divisional weekend games, as well as Brock Purdy, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes, combining for six-plus passing touchdowns and more. FanDuel also has Oh My Field Goal specials, including if there will be a 55-plus yard field goal scored in the divisional round, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. So, T, who do you think is going to have a breakout moment over the next two months? So um, the person that I'm thinking um, in response to this question is um, Marquette senior Liza Carlin. She has um, kind of been a consistently strong player. She was a preseason um, selection for all Big East. But um, I'm really expecting her to kind of have a – 
kind of break out on the national scene and kind of get more recognition. She's averaging 17 and a half points per game, over seven rebounds a game. Um, she dropped 30 points at Seton Hall the other day and just shooting super efficiently from the floor. She's a really talented player on a really talented team. Um, and she's their leader. So I think, you know, seeing her in Big East conference play is really special, but I'm hoping that Marquette, you know, who's ranked number 22 in the AP poll, um, continues to develop as a program and I think they they kind of go with Liza Carlin's leadership and I think that not only do they have the opportunity to go far in the Big East Conference and kind of um, be towards the top of this conference but I think if they advance to the postseason um, you know there's a player to keep an eye on and someone that I think is really um, talented in the national landscape as well. So to you what are some of the most exciting games left on the schedule? Yeah, so some games that I'm looking forward to in particular are um, Marquette at Creighton at the end of this month. That'll be on January 31st. It's a rematch of an earlier game this season where Marquette defeated Creighton um, by six points, uh, 76 to 70 at Marquette at Milwaukee. So this will be a rematch in Omaha, and I think Creighton's going to be looking for revenge. And right now those two teams are head-to-head in the AP poll. Uh, Creighton is 21 and Marquette is 22. So really looking forward to that, and I think – that um, that matchup is going to have some big implications for um, the end of the season poll and kind of ranking for the Big East tournament. The other one I'm looking forward to, this is another rematch um, that I think could be pretty good, is um, Villanova at Georgetown February 13th. Uh, earlier um, this month, our editor-in-chief Howard Magdal at the next went to Villanova and saw them defeat Georgetown by just two points um, in overtime, 53-51. And I think it's an interesting storyline. Georgetown is a team that's emerging um, that I think are really going to make some noise in the conference. And Villanova's kind of been a standard um, top team in the conference, but are trying to figure out their identity without Maddie Segrist. So I'm thinking that Georgetown is going to want to avenge that close overtime loss when they uh, host Villanova uh, in February. And then I know you like to head over to Providence and watch, um, you know, the Big East matchups there. So is there a team you're most excited to watch in person? Yeah, well, you know, actually uh, today on Wednesday, the 17th, I'm hoping I can get over there. It's a little bit icy here in Providence, but um I'm hoping to get to their gym alumni hall to catch Georgetown play. As I mentioned, they're kind of on the up and up this year. Um, they're navigating a really tough team uh, situation as a program, as a team, as I've mentioned on the podcast, you know, their head coach in Tennessee Vol legend, Tasha Butts uh, died earlier this uh, late last year, um, right before the season. And, and she was the head coach and, um, you know, a huge loss for the women's basketball community. And, and the associate head coach, Darnell Haney, has stepped into that head coaching role. He's, I think, done it with grace. It's a hard situation. And I think he's been able to kind of lift the spirits of that program and build it in Tasha's vision. And I'm just really excited to see them play. Um, I think he gets them prepared really well. He's the type of coach I'd want to play for as a student athlete. You know, he's just kind of the kind of guy you want to run through a wall for. And um, I think the players are really respecting that. So I'm excited to see them play and hopefully I can get over there today. Looking forward to it. Hopefully the roads are are nice and salted. Um, Thank you for joining me today, T. Where can the people find you and your work? Thanks for having me. So people can find me um, at at T-E-E Baker, B-A-K-E-R. Um, so tbaker underscore WBB for women's basketball. And, um, yeah, give me a follow, subscribe to the next, and um, thanks for listening to the pod. 
Thanks for making Locked On Women's Basketball your first listen every day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Make sure to tune in the rest of the week to hear from Howard, Jackie, and our WNBA draft group.